Good morning. Welcome to today's devotional. Today at B, uh, BTC Empowerment Center, we're going to talk about the practice of sin versus the occasional sin. First of all, I'm going to start with this first scripture, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. And the word says it like this. It says that everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. So what does that mean? What does lawlessness mean? It means ignoring God's law by our actions, by neglecting the word of God and tolerating wrongdoing, meaning we're being unrestrained by not walking in God's will or his command. You see, practicing sin consists of a, a constant lifestyle of, of sin. It's it means that we're actively in rebellion against God's law. I can re recall a time for myself uh, going to Bible study and I'm doing the work and, and right there, I'm thinking about me leaving and going to a hotel and afterwards, immediately afterwards, drinking and committing adultery, being wild and lustful and lewdness. You see, it, it don't matter, and it didn't matter that I was reading or studying the Word of God, but my actions and my habits was rebellion. Now, I, I want to stop right there because everyone is temptation, but we can't say, Lord, if, if you just stop me from going here, then that means if, if it's meant for me not to go here, then stop. But then I'm still going down that street. I'm going down that road. Now, just because I'm in temptation, temptation is not a sin. And number two, this doesn't have to do with salvation. Salvation happens the moment we accept Jesus Christ in our heart by faith. Our, self, our salvation and our eternal destination is secured. So today, as we go into it a little bit further, because we're, let's go deeper, let's begin to pray and let's invite his holy presence into this topic. Father, show us the difference between a person that practices sin and a person that occasionally sins. Show us how to live a life that's directed by your image, that's led by your spirit in a way that shows that we're progressively being changed and being renewed by you. Allow us to make the change as this word exposes the things, our actions, our thoughts, those things that don't please you. Allow us to get back in alignment with you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the good thing about this is when we first accept Jesus Christ into our heart as a new believer and as a believer as Christians, we're all progressively growing into our faith. And our, our, our struggles in faith consist of the following movements. It starts out at the moment, number one, at the moment an individual place their faith in Christ Jesus. That's the first thing that happens. He's number two, he's born into a, a new person, into a spiritual family, and his relationship with God begins. Number three, God image is begins to be transform us from our formal way of slavery of sin to a person having the ability to possess freedom and healing through patterns of our life. This is our choice. God doesn't force us. He doesn't demand us to be robots. He give us the right to choose. And number four, the believer must have fruits and the, the characteristics in which we're growing to show that we're growing to be little mirrors of little Jesus through our decision making. And number five, as sons and daughters in the family, we have to remember while we're in fellowship with one another, the things of it is, is we're going to sin, but therefore, just like our the parents and just like being a parent, we don't kick out our child out of the house every time they do something wrong. But here's what it looks like. We don't kick our any believer out of the household of faith if they're sin. We don't talk about them through gossiping, number three. I mean, number two. We don't, we don't, uh, but we don't tolerate or condone their sin. We get involved in them in order to help them out. In other words, their sinful actions can't be a, a lifestyle. It's up to us as leaders and, and believers to address the issues. We don't sweep it under the rug, but we must address it. Let me go through this in, in this scripture in Galatians chapter 4 and I'm going to start out here at uh, verse 2 where it says but he who is Jesus I mean he is which is us is under the guardian the managers until the date set by the father so we too when we're children were held in bondage under the elementary principles of this world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. 
So this scripture confirms the work of Jesus Christ, meaning that we have the right, full right of freedom. We don't have to practice sin. We are free to walk in freedom and in victory. Let me read this to you in 1 John 3 and 6, because it's, I, want to, I want to start off by saying no one who abides in Christ practices sin, meaning that it's habitually sinful actions, meaning our actions indicate our lack of fellowship with Christ. If I claim to be a Christian, but consistently sin, then that means that someone have to question whether or not I'm really a Christian. Now, again, that doesn't mean that whether or not I'm saved because the question of salvation is something that has, is done once you accept Jesus Christ in your life. So there is no need to, to question the salvation. So as I wrap this up, I, I want you to look at this right here in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 3. It says, and everyone who has this hope, Everyone who has this hope set on him, set on Jesus, right? Purifies himself just as he's pure, meaning that Christ is pure. So everyone that places their faith in Jesus can be purified by Christ. So let's look at this next scripture. It says everyone who practices Practices sin, also practice lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So, as you can see, that doesn't mean that we don't have the occasional sin because the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, according to Romans 3.23, right? But it says that we don't practice sin. That's the difference. And then it says in verse 5, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins. And in him, there is no sin. So if I keep my faith and my trust in Jesus and keep consistently reading this word, consistently turning it over day and night as Joshua 1 and 8 uh, in Joshua chapter 8 verses 1 uh, chapter 1, verse 8 through 9, where it talks about in order to be successful, I must meditate on the word day and night, meaning that I chew the word of God like a, like a cow ch chews. As you can, as, if you watch a cow, they're constantly moving their mouth and they're constantly regurgitating everything that they're eating. So that's what the Lord wants from us. We're supposed to take it in consideration as we read the word. How does it apply to our life? Consistently, what does this mean? As I read this word, how does this apply to me? And then as it applies to me, it changes me as I consistently 
read it. As I go back to me and remembering how I went to that group, eventually, as I started to read more and more, the more and more I got convicted. So it made me want to change. And in that, the word of God was consistently changing as I consistently went to the group. No one was uh, allowing me to sin. As a matter of fact, they addressed the sin as I brought it to them. So as we expose our sin, whatever practices that we have, then healing can come. Because remember what we said, whatever don't get revealed can't get healed. So as I close down, I want you to remember this verse and 1 John chapter 3, verse 5. It says, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who remains in him sins continually. No one who sins continually has seen him or have known him. All right. So as we close down this devotion, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it, the, it's clear and it says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So every time that we sin, we make it a habit of confessing our sins. Instead of practicing sins, we habitually confess our sins. And in that, that trust and in that faith, we can consistently be made into his image. Let's close today. Father, I thank you for today's devotion. I pray that this word will encourage my friends and my family to remain on track by seeking you, by having a relationship with you fully, by willing to consistently, as you can expose those sinful patterns, those sinful habits. Allow them to confess it. Allow them not to hide it. Allow them not to, to walk away from fellowship with other believers, but to walk in fellowship with you, walk in fellowship with others, and most of all, to consistently read your word and allow your word to transform them on a regular basis. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'll be amiss by not giving some of you an opportunity that don't fully know who God the Father is. I want to say it like this. God the Father sent his son, his only begotten son, into this world for all of those, he loved us so much that he would do something like this. 
so that we can have an everlasting life. So he gives you an opportunity in order for us to set our internal destination. The only way that this happens is by confessing that you believe by faith that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he rose from the grave. So I'm going to lead you through a simple prayer. All you have to do is repeat after me. If you haven't prayed before, it's okay. Just repeat after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking that you come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day. But remember, a believer doesn't practice sin. They pr practice confessing their sin.